What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. It's a special Saturday scrimmage edition of Franchise Player, a crossover podcast with me, Ben Garrett of the Old Miss Spirit and Food of On3.com, and David Johnson of Inside the Rebels 247. Old Miss scrimmaged inside Vaught Hemingway on Saturday. And boy, oh boy, we got some interesting yeah. stuff, David. Hey. All right, Ben. Um, yeah, Jackson Dart. And he stood stood out like King Kong on the field. I mean, 258 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions on 16 of 20. That's the thing that stood out to me. We all watched him in the spring. And everybody left spring with the concern of, hey, is this guy going to take care of the football? Today, he took care of the football, and you see what happens. He guides the Ole Miss offense up and down the field and really looked incredible. You know, I, I was surprised in the post-game presser. Lane said he thought thought both of the first two quarterbacks played poorly. Um, Sixteen or twenty, two fifty-eight, two touchdowns, no picks. I'll take it every day. You've made no secret of how you've thought Luke Altmyer has been the most consistent of the two since the spring because of the turnover issues and other things with Jackson Dart. Today, I felt like there was a distinct difference in between what Jackson Dart can offer and Luke Altmyer, but it was only one practice, and you can't base everything off of one practice. But today, one looked clearly better. Yeah, the Rebels are going to have three more of these weekend scrimmages before kicking off against Troy. But, you know, taken today in a capsule, there was really no comparison. And it wasn't that Luke Altmyer played that bad. He was 14 of 20, 120 yards, uh, no touchdowns, one interception. But it was just that Jackson Dart moved the offense up and down the field, delivered strikes for the most part. There were a few errant passes. But again, the biggest factor is he took care of the football, Ben. And I, I got to say something, too. And Lane brought it up in the in the postgame presser. And, you know, I mean, Lane, Lane can be half serious half the time. That, you know, how well Kincaid Dent played? Seven for seven, 62 yards, two touchdown tosses. Um, you know, Dent's not in this race. If he is, he's in this race uh, running up against the third team defense. But... You know, shout out to Kincaid Dent. He played well, too. All in all, on the day, Ole Miss quarterbacks were 37 of 47 for well over 300 yards, almost maybe over 400, tad bit over 400 yards. You like that from the quarterback position. Jackson Dart accounted for most of those yards. And uh, credit to Jackson. I mean, I think he left today's scrimmage ahead in this quarterback battle. And that's the thing. It's not like Ole Miss defensively had a bad day. That defense looks so much different than the defensive defenses, at least since about 2016-ish. They're deeper. They're more talented. So it's not like these quarterbacks were doing it on a bad defense day. They were doing it against a good defense, one of the better Ole Miss-looking defenses we've seen in a while. 
that was playing pretty darn well. Yeah, and a defense that really did not play with Cedric Johnson, Otis Reese, A.J. Finley, Troy Brown. Uh, those guys really weren't on the field by design because Lane treats this like it's NFL preseason. He knows what those guys' worth is. He didn't play Nick Broker much today. Jonathan Mingo only had one catch for 10 yards. Uh, Casey Kelly really wasn't on the field a whole lot. Um, you know, and, and that's fine. He knows what he has in those guys. He didn't feel the need to play them. Well, usually what we do in post-game situations, we hand out helmet stickers. But first, let's hear from Lane Kiffin, everything he had to say after the scrimmage, and here he is, and then we'll hand out some helmet stickers. Okay, so, you know, you guys that have been around here, you know, no, don't make a lot of evaluations off of scrimmages until we go watch it. Um, you know, a lot of guys getting to play out there and first chance of seeing guys tackle. So um, that'll be a really good eval to go watch closer. Um, so, like I said, this was an important scrimmage because there's so many new players, so many new pieces, losing so many pe people last year. So this will be a very good evaluation to go to go watch closely here today. Hey, Coach, can, uh, can you give us just a little bit of evaluation of your offensive line with Brooks going out, Broker not being in there, and the other guys going in? Yeah, again, we're not playing a game today, so – you know, there are certain people we didn't play the whole time. Um, some maybe that were hurt that we didn't push to play, uh, or maybe we would have been a game. Nick was not an injury-related thing, just wanted to play him a few snaps and get him out and see some other guys move around. So, you know, I think that our first D-line, um, when they're playing well, presents a challenge, um, you know, in pass rush situations. and. We had some issues there again today. So, again, we're not game planning against our defense. Um, so we would adjust a little differently if we were. But that's a good problem for us to have, obviously, on the other side defensively because, in my opinion, we've not had a good, um, you know, rushers across the board quality in the two years we've been here. We've had some good ones, but not all the way across the board and with depth. So. Well, that's good because it's a hard position to recruit, especially if you're not just able to sign all the five stars. And that's a hard position to turn around. Um, so you guys have done a good job recruiting, especially in the portal, because you, know, you look out at that defensive line, majority of those guys were not signed here out of high school. So, um, and then Randall's done a good job developing them. Coach, can you just give us can you give us a raw evaluation of your three quarterbacks today? Yeah, I thought the first two guys didn't play great, um, you know, and and took too many sacks. Even though we're not hitting them, you know, that would have been sacks. I thought Kincaid played really well. Um, you know, we play a little game in the quarterback room, predicting the MVPs for the days and guessing. And I would like to go on record that I picked Kincaid Dent to be the MVP today. And so that may have had something to do with the play calling down there to get him some extra touchdown passes to win that bet. But he did a good job, made a lot of plays. Just 
uh, kind of like all these questions, kind of an eyeball assessment of, of the linebackers and secondary. It felt like there was some quickness uh, to the ball on that side of it. Yeah, we have some injuries in the secondary, especially at safety. Um, so our depth is challenged there. Um, you know, and we gave up some, some bigger plays with the twos, um, including a 99-yard drive. So a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, and some of the guys we didn't play all the way through there, like Otis Reese. Um, also, so kind of like a preseason game a little bit, you know, the way we looked at it, kind of pro mentality. So you saw some guys not play or play very little, kind of like you would in a preseason game versus just playing them all the way through. I know it's hard for you to say anything about individuals, but it looked like J.J. Pegues stood out pretty well today. What kind of camp has he had? J.J. has stood out the entire camp. He did a good job in spring, but he's really improved. And, um, you know, in my opinion, he's got a chance to be a really big time, you know, D tackle in this league that's had a million of them and better than any conference. So um, he's got a chance to do that. And, you know, sometimes it's better second time around. So we lost him the first time and got him back now. So they coached him up and now we get him back. Obviously, you guys still have to watch all the film and stuff, but just impressions on the running backs. Also, looked like Judkins uh, was 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 pretty. Uh, you can talk about him a lot this uh, over the last few weeks. Looks like he, he did what you're talking about. Yeah, Q has really performed really well for a freshman, especially. Um, as you can see, physically, he looks mature out there, not like a freshman, and so um, you know he's got a chance to to be really special. And it was good to see him in a game-like situation uh, perform like that. So he's got a chance to be really good. I know receivers, another one of those spots that you had some guys injured, guys limited, but what you saw from some of those guys like J.J. Henry that were kind of stepping in and filling those roles? Yeah, I don't mean to sound, you know, just the same line on the guys you guys are asking, but you hit three in a row that have had great camps, and um, J.J. has really done a great job in, in taking it to another level. So... Um, I like that because it's an example of a guy that stays, doesn't play as much as they like, and doesn't, you know, just go to the next, take his ball and go home. You know, he stayed and, and worked through some challenges and, and outperformed really well. I know people are just getting back into campus and you know that too. Are you happy with the crowd today? Or? I don't know. I'm not really worried about that. So I didn't pay much attention. I mean, we opened it up. Um, because Kyle wanted to do to be nice, so um, so I'm sure everybody filmed today, and every opponent has our our plays now. But you know, we're just here to be nice to everybody. Lena, I think Cruz was seven for nine on field goal attempts. He hit his first seven, missed his last two. Uh, looked pretty good out there today. What do you think about him? <clears throat> well, that'd be a whole season's worth of kicks the way we do it. So. Um, you know, you guys have heard the story. He beat us at FAU on a long one. Um, he's kicked really well, really smooth. Um, you know, sometimes you get good kickers, but maybe right down the middle and way over here, he's been really smooth and accurate. So uh, that's been awesome. Hey, you guys have also added a punter to your roster. Can you talk a little bit about him? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him. I think he was down at the frat house, you know, like at a keg party or something, you know, where they got him <laughs> from. So. We got some conditioning work to do with my guy, but um, we just yeah. said, "Hey, 
someone go find a punter around campus. And so we found one that actually used to punt in Division One. So you never know. Coach, what about uh, the freshman tight end? He's, he's shown out out there, but what about out here in game conditions? Yeah, um, really special talent. Um, cool story. I think he was a two-star player or something like that, and um, has looked awesome. And usually these guys are kind of worn down and you know usually not very functional at this point as um, true freshmen at this point in camp. And so to see him physically and mentally still going. Um, is awesome and he's got a chance to be really good. We're going three, one, two, three. Let's go. Helmet stickers. Handing out helmet stickers from Ole Miss's first full pad game-like scrimmage of fall camp. Fans in attendance. First off, before we hand out our first helmet sticker, how was the showing as far as fans? Were there a lot of people there? You know, less than what I anticipated. I really thought there'd be 2,500 maybe even 5,000 fans there today. I don't think, I don't think there were quite a thousand there. I'm a bad judge of numbers, but you know, I sat and started the game with uh, Chuck Roundsville. I don't guess we talked about the fans. There weren't, there weren't a lot of fans there. No, that's um, fine. It's fine. It's yeah. a scrimmage. The first scrimmage, there are two more of these. They don't get to see those like they would have gotten to see this one. And we'll really get to see what this team looks like on September 3 when they kick off against Troy to open the 2022 season. Who gets your first helmet sticker from today? Oh, Jackson. Easy. Jackson Dart. Yeah. I mean, 16 or 20, 258, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I keep saying that. Um, and the guy led the offense like a quarterback should. He looked like a starting SEC quarterback today. He gets my first helmet sticker. Who gets your second? Yeah, second helmet sticker goes to, uh, believe it or not, kicker Jonathan Cruz. I mean, come on, man. Seven for seven. Distances of 34, 42, 29, 43, 45, 29, and 41 yards. That's from the right hash, the left hash, the middle of the field. The kid doesn't miss. Helmet sticker number two, Jonathan Cruz. Third helmet sticker. All right, this one I'm I'm kind of pulling out of thin air here. I'm going to give it to the new punter, Charlie Pollock. He was on the field in the pregame, T-shirt and shorts. Uh, he's got to do a few practices before he can go into full pads. The kid was kicking between – 38 to 48 yards on the kicks I saw. But Lane Kiffin made fun of him of being a drunk frat boy, and he body shamed him in the in the post-game presser. So, uh, Charlie, welcome to the Rebels. And for having to put up with that, you get a helmet sticker. Oh, boy. Did not expect that. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I want to give one to Quinshawn Judkins. Helmet sticker or no? Ah. Helmet sticker is, you know, look, he ran the ball five times for 25 yards. Um, his role was reduced today intentionally. You could give him one. I guess you just did. Uh, and I wouldn't argue with it. I'm just I'm saying. Putting up names, potential helmet stickers for your approval. So they only get a helmet sticker if David gives the stamp of approval. Quinshawn Judkins for today doesn't get one. Okay. Yeah, Quinshawn's going to be a great player, but. Let's hold off today. J.J. Pegues. Yes, 100%. Uh, 
Look, he only had two tackles. Both of them were for sacks. But, man, he created havoc in there all day long, Chase quarterbacks all day long. J.J. Pegues is going to be a very special talent. You just heard Lane Kiffin tell you that. He is. He is. Tyler Banks had four tackles. Good performance for Tyler Banks today. I think he's got a little ways to climb to go up the depth chart, but he played well today. I'm good with that. Ulysses Bentley. Yes. He was the Rebels' leading rusher. And I can tell you what, when Ulysses has the football in his hands, I wouldn't bet against him against anybody on that field. The guy is fast. He's lightning in a bottle. Seven carries, 56 yards. Uh, you know, hand it to him 15 times, he goes well over 100. How are they going to hand out carries with four good backs when they've got three guys especially that we feel like could go in there and handle 15 carries if they needed to? You know, and I, I would say this, don't totally discount the man they call Unc, Isaiah Willard. Five carries, 25 yards, and a touchdown today. Man, Willard runs hard. I know he doesn't have the intangibles that Zach Evans or Bentley or, or Judkins has, but the kid runs hard. And once upon a time ago, he ran for over 100 yards in a couple of SEC games for the Rebels. So I don't know how they're going to – your guess is as good as mine because they all have good hands coming out of the backfield too. It's a good position to be in. Over under one and a half punts in the season for Kincaid Dent. <laughs> for Kincaid Dent? Yes. Uh, under, man, under. Are you I sure? Don't think Dent, uh, yeah, I don't think Dent. I, I think Charlie Pollock is going to punt, I think. If they don't kill Charlie by trying to get him into shape, I think Charlie's going to punt. And, uh, you know, a testament to frat boys everywhere because he didn't play ball last year. Kicked at Nevada as a true freshman, lost his punting job, drank a lot of beer, heard Ole Miss needed a punter, and boom, he's out there. I think Pollock is the punter. I think he's the perfect Lane Kiffin punter. Otis Reese could get a helmet sticker if for nothing else than that big hit on Zach Evans early in the scrimmage. Yeah, it was too early. Otis uh, was given the rest of the day off. It, it's kind of uh, It's kind of hard to give him one. All right, but how about that secondary and how many good players are competing for playing time? And I bring up specifically yeah. Trey Washington, who we talked to the other day. He was a guy that played in 13 games, all 13 games last year. Only one other true freshman defensive back did that, and that was Tysheem Johnson. And now both of those guys, which in any other normal year, you would be talking about them as potential breakout yeah. guys or assumed starters. Now they're competing at the same position. This defensive backfield, we kind of haven't talked enough about how competitive it is. The whole secondary gets a helmet sticker, if you're asking me. Trey Washington today, three tackles, uh, but he was in position so often. And I'd give Trey two helmet stickers, one for the secondary, one for his play himself today. Yeah, hands down, he gets one. Have we learned anything about special teams outside of the kicking stuff? I'm talking about receiving kicks and punts. No, not really. They didn't do any of that today. Uh, not even fake stuff. They just marched the ball off. Um, no, really nothing to this point. And it's going to be tough learning things from this point because uh, we're pretty much locked out of everything but stretching from here on now. Did any other of the transfers, like Trigger, anybody jump out at you? 
Yeah, Trigg had four catches for 41 yards. I think, uh, you know, obviously he's going to be a weapon. Um, let me tell you something. The freshman tight end from Texas, what's his name? Kyron Heath. Kyron Heath's going to be a player. I'm telling you. Now, it may not happen this year because he's got Michael Trigg, Casey Kelly in front of him. Kyron Heath's going to be a good one. Today, three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown for Kyron Heath. What's your final grade for both sides of the ball? Yeah, you know, these are controlled scrimmages, obviously. A whole lot of really good players didn't play today by design. I mean, I'd give them a B-plus at this point of the year. I mean, the passing game starting to click, quarterback starting to click. Um, there's a little shuffling going on with the offensive line. Nick Broker given basically the day off. Jalen Cunningham takes his snaps with the ones. But Mason Brooks goes down with a little injury midway through the scrimmage. They shift Jeremy James to right tackle, his old position, and they bring in Jalen Williams to play left tackle. Williams played fantastic. Um, That's exciting. I, I hear Jalen Williams is pushing to break in to that first five. Now, what does that mean? Whose job would he take? I don't know. Because he could play left tackle. He could play right tackle. He could play left tackle. And they move Jeremy James to right tackle, where we know he is an accomplished SEC blocker. Um, and maybe try Mason Brooks at a guard position, which is not going to be Nick Broker's guard position. It would likely be right guard where Eli Acker currently is. But I, I'd keep my eye close on the ball for O-line movements next week. I think you could see some. Eli Acker played some center today. He did. He's been playing center all fall camp, you know, with Caleb Warren behind Caleb really, you know, but uh, he's also been a mainstay at that right guard position. So I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think it's an interesting scenario potentially. Maybe none of this happens and they go with the same first five that we've been talking about. I'd keep an eye on it. You brought up Brooks, anybody else injury wise that they're concerned about at all? No, I don't think there were any major injuries today. Jalen Robinson didn't play in the scrimmage today. Honestly, hasn't practiced since Monday. Uh, but I don't think it's anything big. Um, we've seen him out there on the bike. Um, they're just not pushing him. He's one of those guys Lane referred to as injured, but we're not going to push him to play in a scrimmage. Short and sweet, but it's another franchise player crossover podcast with me, Ben Garrett, and him, David Johnson. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk again. Have a good weekend.